welcome to another C3 Church Rockingham podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au. It is so good to be with you in the house of God. What a fantastic day to jump into a brand new series that we're launching into today that uh, I really feel is going to just inject something different into ourselves. I've been praying into this series that even in myself, it would be like a defibrillator that would just kickstart things that God had placed inside me even years ago, maybe that things that I'd forgotten about and be reminded of. So I'm believing that if you have been around the church or been a follower of Jesus for a long time, that this series we're entering into is gonna kickstart things to a whole new level. And if you have yet to encounter everything that God has for you, you're in the right place to start the journey well. We're gonna launch into a series called Simply Supernatural. Can you say that with me? Simply Supernatural. And we are looking for the next couple of weeks into what it means to have our faith shift circumstances in our day-to-day life. And uh, I I just wanna give our love and greetings from our pastors, Pastor Claude and Pastor Carolyn. They're over in uh, Brisbane at the moment. They're suffering for Jesus in an amazing church at Bridgman Downs. Uh, Pastor Claude went over to uh, oversee a men's getaway where I believe there was something about 10,000 push-up challenge engaged. I've no idea how you do that. What do they do? Do they just get all the guys out to... My gosh, do you think Pastor Claude did 10,000 push-ups? <laughs> Who believes that there is potential that Pastor Claude did 10,000 push-ups? <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> I love it. So Pastor Carolyn is preaching there this morning and Pastor Claude is preaching this evening. And it is so good that right now in C3 Bridgman Downs, our presence is felt because we've been able to release our pastors to go and continue to build up the Kingdom of God throughout the whole nation. Is that cool? But we're here and we're launching into Simply Supernatural. And if I could give you a a quick rundown of what you're in for over the next couple of weeks, would you like to know what you're in for? Just to give you a rundown and then I wanna launch into what today's teaching is about. We're gonna be looking into the seven most important things about your faith. Your faith. We're gonna be looking today, every believer has faith. So I'm gonna be unpacking that this morning. Uh, my, my talk today, I'm gonna to talk about you've got faith. Can you say that with me? You've got faith. And the amazing Pastor Robert is gonna be bringing the Word this evening. Can't wait. I'm hearing what you're saying. That's his catchphrase. The, the, the next week, we're gonna be looking at ever-increasing faith, that there is no limit to your faith. We're gonna also be looking at real faith is of the heart, that we believe in our heart, we confess with our mouth and it outworks our faith. We're gonna be looking at the point that we have to live a life of forgiveness and keep a good record and, and keep a short record of things that are done that would hold us back from everything that God has for us. So we take control of our circumstances. We're gonna look at that faith must be released. There's not something just to live on the inside that it should boil up inside us so that it is okay to get righteously indignant about circumstances and out of that see faith released to shift circumstances in our day-to-day lives. We're gonna look at faith. It's okay to say what we need. It's okay to come to God for finances, for resources, for the things that we need to keep on extending His influence in and out of our lives. We're also gonna look that we can use our faith for others, that we know that we have a part to play in making a difference in the lives of others. 
So who's excited for Simply Supernatural? It's gonna be great. Can you say again with me? You've got faith. You've got faith. You know, um, I was just meditating on this of how amazing it is that we can have faith that can shift circumstances in our day-to-day life. And whenever I read the Bible, I see the power of God invading people's day-to-day. See, when I read the Scriptures, I don't read a comic book that is outlaying what it means to be a perfect superhero faith soldier that never makes a mistake. When I read the Scriptures, I see myself in there. See, I see my mistakes. I see my shortcomings. I see the times that I dropped the ball because I see it recorded in the lives of the people that are recorded in Scripture itself which is why I believe that the Bible is a living book. It can speak to us today because it isn't a book about anything but the perfect God working with unperfect people to make us like Him. It gives me hope whenever I read the Scriptures. And so I read about what it means to have faith that makes a difference in our day to day. And there's one account that I just, I I can't get out of my head that really sets the scene for me. You'll find it in Matthew 17, around 24, where the most amazing thing happens. It's one of those things that you read it and you think, is that really in the Bible? Where Jesus and His followers have just come to a new town and as they've walked into the city gates, somebody is taking note. The somebody taking note is a tax collector and they're collecting the tax for the upkeep of the temple in Jerusalem. And so they're standing at the gates and they're watching everybody come in, come in, come in, come in. And they happen to take note. Jesus and His followers are here. And I don't know where their heart is, whether they're thinking good things or whether they're thinking selfish things, but whatever reason they see, Jesus and His followers are there and they think to themselves, here's an opportunity to get some tax. And so they go to some of Jesus' followers and they said, have you paid the tax? And they come to Jesus, Jesus' followers and said, Jesus, we don't know what to do. They've asked us to pay the tax. And why the implication is that they didn't have the money to meet the need. And so Jesus, the one who grabs the bread and the fish and He multiplies it and feeds thousands of people, says to one of His followers, Peter, who was a fisherman by trade, and says to Peter, Peter, why don't you grab a fishing line, go down to the sea, cast it in, catch a fish and see what you get. Now that's ridiculous because Jesus, what's that got to do with paying the tax? That doesn't meet any need here. It's great to fish, fantastic to take some time out. Are you saying when things get too pressurised, we should just go and do the things that recharge us? Is that what you're telling Peter to do? Now, Peter goes down and he does what he knows what to do. He, he is a man of faith in fishing. He knows how to do it. So he works his craft and he catches a fish and he pulls it in in Matthew 17 and he pulls in the fish and he opens up its mouth and in its mouth is the money to pay the tax. Now, I don't know about you, I read through stories like this in Scripture and, and sometimes I just think it's so amazing that I, 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 I almost forget that it's there. But in that moment, Peter had a pay wave fish. <laughs> he had a pay wave fish. I dare you, next time you go to pay pay wave, pull out a fish. <laughs> What's going on? I, I think accounts like that are in Scripture to show us 
that there is faith to make a difference in our day-to-day lives. It doesn't seem like a big deal. It's a coin. It's a small tax. What's, what's the big deal about it? But yet Jesus activates faith in others to meet real needs that make a difference today. This is what we're going to be talking about with Simply Supernatural. I remember my first time that I encountered faith that made a difference. I remember being a follower of Jesus for a couple of months and my brother and I, my younger brother, we used to love to go and play golf at a golf course called Royal Fredericton. And don't let the name fool you. It was a golf course that you could go in your board shorts, your thongs and your singlet and play nine rounds of golf for $15. I think they just tacked the Royal in the front to just give it a higher distinction. But we went there and I can't remember why we were doing this on this particular day. I just remember we weren't particularly prepared. I think we'd picked up some secondhand golf clubs from the local op shop and we're walking around and I remember us only having a handful of balls. And I don't know, we we start out, we start hitting the ball, the first hole, the second hole, and we get to the third hole and we realise we only have one ball left. (laughs) We obviously haven't prepared well. There wasn't much wisdom in this case. And it's a par three. And I don't know if you know anything about golf. I'm going to pretend I do for a moment because I don't. And it's a par three. And it was one of those holes that if you, you hit it just right, you can get over the water hazard and onto the green and you're smooth sailing. But at the moment my brother and I went to do it, we hit it and it goes plonk in the water. Now, we had no balls left. And we spent the rest of that time just walking around the edges, hoping that other people had left balls behind. We couldn't find anything. And so we come to where the water is and we're sort of getting in there and trying to find balls. But see, some smart person had gone in the day before, I think, and dredged all the balls up to make some pocket money. So we couldn't find anything. And I remember at the time, I was very new to the faith. And I was reading through an account in Scripture in 2 Kings chapter 6. It talks about a prophet of God named Elisha who came across somebody who was doing some work and lost an axe head in water. And for the most amazing reason, this faith-filled prophet was able to make the axe head float. It's faith for the day to day. So I stood there at the edge of the water with my younger brother. I think I'd been a follower of Jesus for three months. And I prayed that that golf ball would float. (laughs) In the name of Jesus, get up. Get up, get up, get up, get up. And you know what happened? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing whatsoever. But I was undeterred because my encounter with God there at that age was just so naive but raw that everything I read in Scripture, I said, this is fact, not fiction. And so I said, look, God, we're here to have fun. It's okay to pray for a golf ball. We're going to get it back. And I stuck in my stick and I pulled it out and their balance on the end was the golf ball I'd lost. (laughs) Amazing. We had a church service there at the third hole. (laughs) Hallelujahs, high fives, everything. We get to the fourth hole and immediately we lose it. (laughs) And that was the end of golf for that day. The truth is though, Faith should invade our day-to-day circumstances. It's okay to pray that God would move through us to shift the circumstances we face in our day-to-day life. God is interested in your day-to-day. 
He's interested in the ups and the downs, in the challenges, in even the mundane things because God's super wants to invade our natural. So I get this confidence from amazing scriptures and reading them as facts. Have a look with me. Scripture in Mark chapter 11, verse 22 to 24. Jesus talking here to His disciples, to us today, says, And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever, can you say whoever? whoever. One more time, whoever. Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever, can you say whatever? whatever. You ask in prayer, Believe that you have received it and it will be yours. I've got to say that one more time. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. Now, as we go on through this series, we want to challenge you to have a faith project. What is the mountain that you need moved in your life? And we want to put it out there with all confidence and say, to identify a faith project to focus on while we're zeroed in on simply supernatural. And here's what we're gonna put out there. God guarantees that if you diligently listen to every teaching, apply the truths caught up in Scripture about faith to shift circumstances in the day-to-day, your mountain will move. Your mountain will move. Why? Because we take Scriptures like this, where Jesus is teaching us, the people who follow Him, at face value that He's talking to us even today. And you think about a mountain, He's speaking about mountains. Why is He talking about mountains? Well, they're things that we see in the distance and the closer we get to them, the bigger they get. So mountains, why did He pick mountains? Mountains are things that we can see on the horizon. We know that we're getting there. What's the mountain in your life? I'm sure you can see things on the horizon even today. And maybe it's at a distance, but you know you're heading towards it. Or maybe you're closer to it and it's encompassing everything. Or maybe you're at the foot of the mountain and it's all that you can see. See, mountains are the amazing things that the closer you get to them, the bigger they get. And the natural response to the mountain is that we ask ourselves the question, can I go over it? Can I go through it? Can I go under it? That isn't the response that Jesus teaches though. In teaching us today, He says, don't look to go over it. Don't look to go under it. Don't look to go through it. Tell it to move. Line it up in your sights and tell it to move. Because He is speaking to whoever. Whoever. Who is whoever? Whoever is you. Whoever is me. Whoever is us today, right now, in this moment, at C3 Rockingham, on today, this day, you are whoever. And He's speaking to whoever, whoever says to this mountain, be uprooted and thrown into the sea. When you read about Jesus in the Gospels, what you read is about God Himself activating people to do the things that He can do. You see, God Himself activating people to do the things that He can do. Because He's talking to you. 
He's talking to me. He's saying, you've got faith for this. In fact, when you read about Jesus, you read often that He would get people together, His followers together. The first local church was a mobile church that went around the Judean countryside from village to village to village. And if you chose to follow Jesus, you could not be a spectator because you had to be on the move with Him. You had to go where He went. But as you went where He went, He would activate you to do what He did. Multiple times He would get His disciples together and He would empower them to even go ahead of Him. Imagine going ahead of Jesus. Not just to get there and do a song and dance and get a crowd together. No, He would send people ahead of Himself to do what He Himself was doing. Because they would come back and say, we healed the sick. Demons even obeyed us. The most amazing things happened. Why? Because Jesus activated them in the faith God had given them. There's something available for us today. It may be simple, but it's supernatural. It may be involved in our day to day, get up, go to work, go to sleep, go to school, feed the kids, hopefully survive the end of the day with faith after feeding the kids and putting them to bed. And that we can live out a faith that actually moves mountains in the day to day. I remember a few months ago, a few weeks ago that we had prayer meeting. We always start Sundays with a prayer meeting. We have a 15 minute prayer meeting. It was a fantastic time in prayer this morning. And we had a prayer meeting a few weeks ago. And I remember standing in prayer on behalf of Fontaine's husband. Fontaine, can you give everybody a wave? Big Mike is her husband. Big Mike is amazing. You can tell him that I said to call him Big Mike. Is that okay, Fontaine? Big Mike has been a faithful volunteer in the house for a long time. An amazing man. And I asked for his permission to share this story with you. Mike came to me a couple of months ago and had been laid off unexpectedly with work and could not find another job. I remember meeting with him at Dome and just praying with him that God would provide something, something. Because this mountain was looming and it was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, we're here in prayer and I see him standing over here and I don't know what happened in me, just such an internal grunt came up in my heart where I said, this is not how it should be. That here's my brother who desires to work, to provide for his family and Lord, you wanna bless your people even above others. And I remember just that grunt caused even a little bit of anger to come up in me, to be honest. Angry about the situation, angry about the circumstance, angry about what my brother was facing in this mountain that was blocking him. And I went to him and I prayed out of that anger, not at him, but at the situation. And, 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 and I, I had so much faith that this was gonna move the mountain that I tapped Pastor Rob on the shoulder and asked him to pray as well, because he's got more faith. <laughs> the amazing thing is the next week, Big Mike got offered two jobs. He got offered his old job back, but that's not what we were praying for. He got the job that he was holding out for and he's there working today. See, it's more than losing golf balls. It's more than a fish ATM. It's about faith for the day to day to see circumstances move. Can I throw some other scriptures out to you? Is that okay? Who's getting something out of this today? Hebrews 11, 
Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the Passion Paraphrase, it says this, Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. You know that we've all been given faith to move mountains, that we are the whosoever, that that faith can give birth to us an internal grunt, a spiritual muscle that says that things are not the way that they should be, but they can be the way that God desires them to be if we speak to the mountain to move in front of us. Jesus gave us the ability to move mountains. He gave us the ability to move mountains because He gave us the authority to use the same type of faith that He ministered with Himself. You know, it says in the book of Romans, chapter 12, verse three, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure. Can you say the measure? One more time, the measure. The measure of faith that God has assigned. You know, I was cooking with my three-year-old daughter, Zoe, last night. I love to cook on Saturday. Saturday is my cooking day. And I'm in a real barbecue moment. And so we had some beautiful beef ribs and we had it there in the marinating bowl. And I'm measuring things out. Olive oil, paprika, cumin, everything. Measuring it out. By measuring out, it means that I'm standing there just guessing. <laughs> just make it up as we go. That's why I love to cook. You just make it up as you go. And if it doesn't work, there's always takeout. So I'm there cooking and Zoe is sitting on the other side of the bench and she's watching me and she's at an age where she's wanting to get involved, which is fantastic, but so, so difficult to work with. <laughs> because she is gifted with her mother's stubbornness and believes that she can do it better than me. No, it's not true. It's not true. Zoe's more like me. Zoe's there and she's watching me. And she's asking the whole time, can I help, can I help, can I help? No, darling, Daddy's measuring out, Daddy's measuring out, Daddy's measuring out. And I turned around and there was my beautiful little girl when I turned back with a whole heap of oregano. <laughs> Somehow she'd gotten our olive oil and tipped the oregano into our olive oil. <laughs> the whole thing. And she looked at me with the most beautiful smile. Pretty eyes. How can you get upset? How can you get upset with the mess that's made? How can you get upset that she's pouring olive oil everywhere? Because she sees her dad and wants to pour out a measure as well. Do you know everything we see about Jesus, we see what's available to us because God has poured out the measure of faith for us to make faith shape our circumstances in our day to day. See, I know this, I know this, not just because I lived it, but because I see the people that were around Jesus lived it themselves. In the book of Acts, the book of Acts talks about the followers of Jesus after Jesus has ascended to heaven. And in Acts chapter three, we pick up the account of the fisherman Peter, the one who found the paywave fish again. And Jesus has ascended to heaven and Peter is travelling with another follower named John and they're going to the temple to pray. 
They're about to go in and have a church service. And as they're going into the church service, in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, the fisherman, the one who caught the payway fish, walks in and as he's about to go through the door, go through the gate, he sees a crippled man, a man that cannot walk, a man who is stuck in the mountain and bearing the load and is being crushed by it even as he walked past him. And he sees this man and this man looks up and he's there for one purpose. He is begging. He's begging. He's begging. He's asking everybody that's going into church. He's asking everybody, please give me some money. Please, I can't work. I, I, I need people to even carry me here to this spot. I, I, I can't do anything myself. Please help me. 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 And this fisherman who had been with Jesus and seen the things that Jesus did and took it at face value and said, if Jesus did it, I can do it because I'm one of the whosoevers that say, I'm gonna see a mountain and move it. This Peter stopped, looked at this man, said, look at me. He said, silver and gold I have not, but what I do have, get up in the name of Jesus and be healed. What an audacious thing to say. And he takes the man by the hand and he pulls him up and the man is healed. The man is healed. The man's healed. How's he healed? Because Peter carried with him this fisherman, this fisherman who was asking Jesus, how are we going to pay the tax? Who found a fish at the beach with a coin in its mouth. This fisherman who got to experience Jesus moving mountains in the day to day, came across a mountain that was stuck over a brother's life and he stopped enough to apply his faith to the circumstance to see it shift and move even out of his life. And I wanna say to you, you have that faith as well. You have that faith as well. You may not feel it. You may not feel like it. You might think that you need to G yourself up. You might think that you need to pump yourself up every morning. The reality is it's already been poured out over your life. The measure's been given. It's as if Zoe was in heaven mixing up oil with oregano and has just sprinkled it all over you right now. It's there. It's available. And all we have to do is use it. You have the God kind of faith. Everything that Jesus saw that wasn't right, He made a difference because of the love of God to turn around circumstances for the glory of God. That's in you. That's in me. You've got faith. You say that with me. You've got faith. Another verse. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. As the team comes to join me. So since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what has been written, I believed and so I spoke. We also believe and so we also speak. You have faith to move mountains. You have faith to shape circumstances. You have faith to see a dramatic turnaround. You've got it. You've got it because He wants to give it. You've got it because God wants to participate with you in making a difference. You've got it because when Jesus taught His followers how to pray, He taught them to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your prayer makes a difference. And the only requirement is that we're willing to follow Jesus and take Him at His word. 
to see simple things shaped for the supernatural power of God. What an amazing adventure we're invited into. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 2, it says, We follow Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith. The founder, the initiator, the one who begins it, the one who sparks the fire even inside us. The one who, when we don't feel like we've got it, if we get beside Him, there's a natural rub off. The Bible says our God is a consuming fire. And the closer we draw to Him, the more we get caught up ourselves. And that as we come to Jesus, the founder, the initiator, the one who starts the scene, it says that He is the founder and the perfecter of our faith. That He takes what we have as we give it to Him. However messed up, however up and down, however overwhelmed it is with the circumstances that we face, He takes that and He makes it perfect. He takes that and He makes it perfect because all God is looking for is willingness to follow Him. The only requirement to enact a type of faith that moves mountains, the God type of faith that sees circumstances shift, that sees mountains move, is a willingness to follow Jesus. This is the end of the podcast. For more information about C3 Rockingham, please visit www.c3r.org.au or call us on 9524 5055.